Hello and welcome to this episode. Hey everybody. Yum. Yum. <laughs> We're in a car right now and we I are. think it's really exciting. We didn't yeah. we couldn't like we it's have really the pretty, opposite honestly. schedules. I know. We're at the top of a garage in Santa Monica. And the sun setting. It's a good view. Yeah. It's a good no, place we do. To we be. have the opposite schedules. So it's always like, 100%. oh, I have half an hour during <laughs> this time. What does your schedule look like? <laughs> yeah, it's amazing. Uh, but we're here and we did it. And we're super excited about this episode. Um, I met this man named Dave at one of the restaurants I work at. Mm-hmm. And I explained this, this story in the interview. But. Um, yeah, he has been divorced. Uh, he's been divorced for a couple months now and uh, is back on the dating scene. And is, is well, you met him on a date. Like, you yeah, went on he, a date. He was but... on a date. He was on a hinge date. And then he came to the bar after to mm-hmm. get a drink because it was a bad date. Mm-hmm. And I was, and he has two kids. And I was like, oh, my God. What is it like to be out in the world again as a single man after 20 years? Like, it was so crazy for me after three years i was like baffled by this experience so i wanted to bring him on to chat about that because that's interesting so i mean it's cool. not the story you hear a ton yeah. um yeah i mean i especially because like i'll i'll say and i i guess this is probably because my age range on the dating apps is probably not that high but like sure. uh, but i don't run it i do run into people that maybe have been divorced after a year or two but i'm not interacting with people that have been divorced for 20 years and that have kids and that kind of stuff so it's interesting to get that perspective and how they're trying to dip into back into the scene yeah i mean his experience i think is unique uh as well but um but you'll hear all that yeah you will um but so jerry i think you wanted to talk about your birthday's coming yeah my birthday's coming up you guys oh my god it's the last year of my 20s and it's it's so interesting. Last year was the first year I had been single because um, my ex and I broke up like a month before my birthday. And I love birthdays. I make really big deals about mine and other people's. Like it's just like I just love them. What's your favorite birthday? What's my favorite yeah. that I've had? Yeah, if you make big deals out of them, like oh, so many actually. Like I've spent them all over the world. Like my mom and I used to travel on every birthday because oh, it was always nice. on spring break and. Um, yeah, like you know, we've we've played like like laser tag or right. done like silly stuff or you know video games or um, like I went on a yeah just like traveling or just being with the people that I love and cookie cakes are big deals okay, in my cool. world. I dig it. Yeah, um, but yeah, so this is the f- first year where like I'm a, I'm single again, but I. And there's nobody that I am like itching that I'm upset that that like I want them to want to hang out with me and plan this big day. Like I have sort of this serenity. There's like people around, you know, and men around. And um, I have great friends that I'm excited to celebrate with. But on the actual day, there's nobody that I'm like, oh, I really just want to spend the day with this person. Mm -hmm. Um, And I have serenity around it, but it feels uncomfortable, like something in my brain I think I've I've talked about this and I will talk about it in future episodes, but I'm very, very comfortable in chaos and serenity is an uncomfortable feeling for me. And like sitting in that and being okay that there's not more on the other side or I don't have to get upset about something is difficult. (laughs) It's challenging. And I think it's but I think it's a great lesson to learn as I do embark on like 29. Um I am going to spend a little bit more alone time this birthday than 
I have previously. Intentionally? Intentionally, yes. yeah. Um, and usually I plan the crap out of it, and I have definitely planned a celebration um, after the fact. But um, like, I mean, I've received a formal invitation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I mean, I did it like three you. weeks yeah. ago, for sure. Like, I'm still anal retentive about it, but on the actual day and like the day before I have it off, and I'm going to spend a little bit more alone time to just like be with myself and give myself a break. Yeah. That's great. And yeah, I'm it's like an interesting thing of like not having judgment around that because something in my brain says you shouldn't be spending a birthday. I'm actually ever. very interested to see how that goes for you. Yeah. Um I want I want an update on the future episode. Yeah, yeah. I will. But um yeah, it's interesting. I don't know, maybe I'm growing. Maybe yeah, I'm maybe. Like an I mean, adult. Right. Now. <laughs> I mean, that's what this whole podcast is about, right? <laughs> yeah, the yum is like self love and adulthood. Yeah. Yeah, maybe so. <laughs> yeah. Maybe so. <laughs> like next week we're like, no, it's not. Ah, everything's it's awful. No serenity for me. <laughs> um well anyways, please yeah. enjoy this episode. I'm feeling yummy head to toe. You see me. Hello, welcome to this episode. I'm so excited to have my friend here, Dave. Uh, I met, we met really funnily when you came into a restaurant that I work at and you were on your second hinge date. Yes. Right? Yes. So we started talking and I'm so excited to talk to you because you were married for 20 years. You have two kids. Together 20 years. Together. 15. Correct. Yeah, you're right. Excuse me. My apologies. It's all good. That's important. <laughs> and then, um, and now you're divorced and yes. starting to date again. Correct. And so um, I also got out of a relationship like a year ago and I was only with him for three years. But um, I like I'm interested in like what was the yum and the thing that like initially attracted you? Like what were you looking for 20 years ago that got you and your wife together? And then now in contrast, sort of what you're looking for now and that like a scary journey of being out on the market again. Um so yes, yeah, the real so market. Yes. The real market. I know. I know. The so you market. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So just to give context, you're like a good-looking dude. You're. Thank you. I don't know how old you are. You're in your 42. 42. 42. We yeah. did exact. I'm very yeah. excited about yeah. that. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Cool. The and guess. then you yeah. own your own company, right? I do. Yeah, I run my own uh, technology company. Amazing. So yeah. So cool. we do mobile video. Okay. Cool. Mm-hmm. So then you met your wife 20 years ago. Yeah. So at that point. Like, what were you looking for in a partner? Like, what was the yum that you were searching for that she checked off enough boxes to sort of seal the deal? Yeah. No, I think it's a good place to start. And thanks for having me. Yeah. Uh, So I think, uh, I mean, uh, first of all, I was very young, 22. And, uh, you know, so definitely early on. And, uh, yeah, it's hard to say that I really knew everything about what I wanted at the time. But I think the things that were important to me and still are uh, was – Finding somebody, a partner to have kids with, to, you know, be as a companion, a lover and having that real connection. And uh, so in terms of checking those boxes that, you know, it, it kind of worked well. And like we hit it off immediately. And Were you, uh, did you yeah. meet in college? We didn't. No, we met uh, actually after college um, and there was kind of a little bit of like a family connection. And so it was, oh. you know, wasn't wasn't exactly a setup, but it was, you know people that we knew in common that were like, oh, you should meet her and he should meet you. Okay. In so, uh, no, but it, it, at the time it felt right. And, uh, it's interesting. I was just talking to somebody about it last night and it, you know, when I look back on the arc of it now, it, it was almost as if it was kind of like getting on like that conveyor belt of, you know, 
find somebody, have a relationship, get married, have kids, get a dog, you know, do those things. Sure, check and all the boxes. yeah, and uh, but I think what I came to realize over time was that that those were the boxes that were kind of out there for me that it seemed like the life that I was supposed to be living, and you know, was kind of doing pretty well on that conveyor belt of love and life. Uh, but you know, after twenty years and. Uh, you know, lots of things happen and, you know, there's lots of growth. And for me personally, like it was a lot of personal growth over the last five years or so of just mm-hmm. really trying to figure out who I was. So rather than, you know, going back to kind of that theory of, you know, I was doing the things that I thought my family wanted or that she wanted or everything else, I realized over time that like the one thing I wasn't really doing was focusing on my happiness. And, oh, okay. and I was happy during that time. I mean, for the most part. Sure. And uh, so it wasn't, you know, I don't look back with regret on it, but uh, but yeah, but I, I came to realize that, you know, I I had been kind of living the life that I thought everybody wanted me to live and not really focusing on the life that I wanted to be living. And that was kind of the genesis of me, you know, doing self-exploration and discovery and, you know, and, and trying to figure out how to grow. And like with any relationship, I mean, you know, marriage, friendship, whatever, like you kind of have to grow together and you don't have to be the same, but you both kind of need to continue to be developing and you know got to the point where you know that wasn't really happening for both of us and uh and you know and and I also came to that realization that you know for me like I had to find a way to to make myself happy and uh and rather than just trying to make my partner happy and you know I think like one of the other misnomers like somebody had told me about a while back which it was funny I saw this older woman yesterday who had the shirt on but it says you know happy wife happy life Mm-hmm. And it's really a crock of shit, frankly. <laughs> I and and I mean, if you think about it on the surface, like yeah, and like all my friends, oh yeah, as long as my wife's happy, I'm happy. But like, it's actually like not really good for anybody. Sure. And uh, so, but I realized I'm like, no, like she needs to find her happiness, and I, I wanted to provide that to her. But I also have to be happy. Absolutely. And you know, we need to be able to live in a place where we can both be happy, and you know, we've got two great kids, and and all of these, and so you know, to answer that other, like, there were a lot of reasons that we wanted to stay together and wanted to work it out. But we finally got to the point of, you know, realization that, you know, we've got one life to live. And like, if we're not happy, and we're not on a path to being happy again, then, you know, it's time to sort of, yeah, pull the chips off the table. Uh, When you were 22, did you, did you date a lot? Like, were were you, because God, when I was 22, well, I was a mess, but uh, <laughs> like, I, like, God, I was a total mess and I was looking for love in all the wrong places in Looking totally dysfunctional yeah. ways, like <laughs> drinking too much and just like making out with everybody. Um, weird. <laughs> Sounds terrible. <laughs> that I didn't That's find right. love. But, uh, <laughs> it's just shocking. It's a, yeah. I know. Crazy, you were, right? you were working hard to try to find it. Though. I was. I mean, no, I really was. I was yeah. so sad. Um, but to answer your question, I mean, I, so... Because I really had just gotten out of school. So, like, I had, like, a bunch of girlfriends and, you know, a couple, like, semi-serious relationships. But I think the, the thing that I that I didn't really have was, like, that, like, time in my 20s to mm. go out and date and be at the bar scene. And, like, and I, I mean, I was always, like, pretty social and going out with friends and all that. But, yeah, like, I didn't have, like, those moments of, you know, just get drunk and hook up with a lot of people. Like yeah. you did, you know, yeah. Yeah. Even though it didn't work out that well, like you, you at least <laughs> had that opportunity to do that. And did so I, yeah. So I didn't have those that like in those formative years, if you will. Like I was already in like a very serious relationship. Got it. Uh, did you have a particular timeline in mind that affected you? Because I know when I was younger, 
my parents got married when they were 25 and they had me when they were 31. Mm-hmm. My, my mom was 31. My dad was 32. And so in my head, I was like, yeah, okay. I meet the person that I'm going to marry at like 22, 23. I get married. We have several years to just like have a life. And then we have a kid and shocker. That's not where I'm at. But um, did did that impact like sort of, because I feel like we can fall into that frame of mind of like, okay, well, this person is here now. So, and they're like, they match sort of what I, what I'm looking for. And, and so now we can move on to the next phase because we, this is the timeline that's supposed to be happening. Yeah. No, it's a good question. I think when I think back on it now, I think it was, there's probably two things. One, I mean, I've always wanted to have kids and mm. I wanted to have kids young. I didn't, I didn't want to, you know, sort of start having kids in my 30. I mean, not that that's all that old, but, sure. uh, but yeah, but I, I don't know if I necessarily had like that plan in mind, but I always knew I wanted to have kids and I wanted to be like that young dad that, Younger you know, dad. can still throw the football or kick soccer, you know, do all those things. So I think that that kind of played into my mind of like when you find somebody and you want those things, then yeah. And and my parents say, I mean, they, you know, married in 1970, but like they were 22, 23, like yeah. different time. But, uh, but, and I think the other part of it was, I don't know, it, I don't want to say like peer pressure, but you know, when we start hanging out with all these people and everybody's kind of coupling up and doing these things, it kind of, it starts to fit like, okay, well, yeah, like, you know, we've been dating a year or two, mm-hmm. like, let's move in together. Everyone's moving in. Okay. Oh, well, like now people are starting to get engaged. So you're kind of, it, you know, along, along that like conveyor belt type of sure. philosophy. Like, I think that was out there. It wasn't the reason, but you know, it was like, it was one of those, like everybody's doing it kind of things. Yeah. So can I ask where, uh, if you're from California or for somewhere else, uh, from LA. Gotcha. Yeah. Well, see, it's interesting to me cause I grew up in the South and I felt like it was maybe like a particularly Southern thing that everyone like around the ages of between like 18 and 25 would have this need to feel like they were getting married. Then I moved out here and I was like, no one's married. It's great. Exactly. Uh, but I guess it, that was out here too. So yeah, no. And that, and that, uh, yeah. And, and I was probably like one of the first, like, so I went to school back East and, uh, and she's from the Midwest. So like the Midwest was like, the, yeah, it's like you start, you know, like, you, you never really leave. Like you go to, you know, Chicago or somewhere for a couple of years to like go have fun and then you come back and settle down. And, uh, and and which wasn't really me. I mean, although I did end up coming back to LA where I'm from and I still love it here. Sun's shining again, which is positive. Uh, and, uh, so no, I, uh, yeah, I mean, uh, it was a mixture of like my friends from high school and like, and I mean, I think there, I still had a couple of friends that were single for a while. Um, and, but what also happens, which I guess, I don't know if it's natural or not, but you start to kind of shift your relationships and friends where it's like, once you're like doing the couple thing, yeah, Mm -hmm. like you're, which it kind of sucks, frankly, because, um, and also, I mean, I was in a position where like, I was always friends with a lot of girls, but like, that was like kind of a little bit threatening, I guess. And so I ended up like not intentionally, but kind of just like severing a lot of those relationships that I like platonic relationships with girls for the benefit of, you know, yeah, keeping my soon-to-be wife slash ex-wife happy. So <laughs> in terms of, like, what you were looking for, like, in a partner then, and now that you're out and single again, like, has it changed? Because I know, like, personally for me, when I was in a relationship before, I don't know what I was. I, I don't know if I... I was, like, specifically looking for somebody that... 
like I thought was funny and attractive and like we got along. Um, and then I had these conceptions of like I wanted them to be driven and hardworking or whatever. And, and a lot of those boxes didn't get checked because I think I just, especially four years ago, I just wanted a relationship. And yeah. so I sort of, not that my ex is a bad person at all, but like, uh, I sort of just settled because particularly with him, we had like an insane physical connection. And I think that that's what sustained three years of a relationship yeah. was like this like insane fire. Um, and so now l like out of it a year and, and looking for a, a new companionship or a new partner, like I have other things in my head. And so I'm wondering, is there, like, have you shifted sort of what you are looking for having had this experience with one person for 20 years? Yeah. Well, I'm just curious. What have you shifted to for you personally? Well, so I I just have, I have more clear boundaries um, I, that I'm working on very specifically. So like uh, when I used to put up, and I still am working on this, but like poor communication in terms of like, like I want somebody who is very clear and communicative with me and like wants to make plans. Like I have very big anxiety about having plans and like times and that's become a big thing. And I, I just sort of put up with a lot of like last minute or, you know, whatever. Um, also like being driven and hardworking is more important to me than I think a lot of things before. And like being compassionate and very, um, Emotional intelligence and self-awareness is very important to me because I yeah. feel like if my partner isn't willing to self-critique and take responsibility for the things that they're doing, uh, we can't have a conversation. Yeah. Um, and then the, I totally agree on that. Yeah. yeah. And then the other thing I think is like, uh, especially being in the entertainment industry and meeting so many people in the entertainment industry or just in the city who are pursuing these kind of crazy big dreams, hugely important to me is a balance. And like, I love having fun and having fun time where I don't have to think about those things. And I think a lot of people here get very one track mind and they don't have space for fun or for other people. And so that's become really important to me as well. Okay. Uh, no, so I, I, so yeah, I'll, I'll get into sort of my thing, but I, the self-awareness is important and that's something that like I've realized for myself, mm -hmm. like as I've become more self-aware, like that's absolutely critical. Uh, but you mentioned about, you know, physical connection and, uh, you know, I'm not a doctor, but like, uh, you know, people talk about like pheromones and like yeah. those connections, which frankly, like I've just started to jump into the online dating scene, which is just a fucking disaster oh, generally. So and, but it's like, all it's done is like, just like give me is like really funny stories. Too? Cause like, well, it's yeah, 20 it, years ago, that was, that wasn't even like a conception of no. how to interact. Right. Yeah. Like, I mean, if you want to send a dick back, I don't even, you'd have to like fax somebody. I, mean, I don't know how you would like do it back <laughs> you'd then. You'd have to send like, it like uh, snail mail. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like AOL messenger. But, uh, seriously. So, uh, oh my God. Yeah. That's so funny. But no, but I think, I mean, the, the truth is, is that like I think you have to have that connection and mm -hmm. however you meet that person like when you actually connect like there's just certain people that vibe and there's certain people that don't and what I've realized is like I don't it doesn't it, it there's certain parts of it that can grow over time but it has to be there from the start like and if it's not then you could try to force it and check some of the boxes but I think that you have to kind of those are like table stakes to me is is having that like physical emotional connection yeah. with the person that can then you can build on. Mm -hmm. um, but I'd say for me, like the difference is, I mean, uh, you know, now I'm a little bit older, uh, but I'm still learning about myself. I, sure. you know, but I know a lot more about me at 42 than I did at 22. Absolutely. And uh, the, but 
you know, to, to sort of carry on with the story of like, I was living somebody else's life. Like I'm not doing that anymore. And I, you know, I, I, it's a lot of like self-awareness and self-empowerment of realizing the things that make me happy, the things that don't, uh, and, you know, being around the people that fill me up and that, uh, you know, one of my friends, he's this great like yogi and, you know, I've met him and have like a good connection. And he talks about how like you should really be looking for people that amplify you in life. Yeah. As opposed to, you know, the people that kind of drag Drain you down you. and they're a weight. And uh, he says a lot better than I can. But my mom always said, uh, look for somebody that adds to your bucket, not somebody that takes from your bucket. Exactly. Totally. Yeah. I was like, yeah, or pisses yeah. in your bucket or whatever that is. <laughs> yeah. Get out. Right? Takes right. a and, giant uh, shit. Yeah. yeah. But we all know. Uh, no, but we all know people like that. Right. I mean, they're like emotional sucks. Yeah. And they're, you know, and, and that's their own thing. But like for me, like I've really I've done a pretty good job over the last few years of, of kind of finding the people in my life that really do fill me up and that fill up that bucket. And, uh, you know, and so when it comes to now like dating and, and all of that, it's, I mean, it's weird, you know, and, uh, and online dating, I, I don't know. I kind of just jumped in because I'm like, well, technology's there. Like, you know, it'd be like, you know, why well. wouldn't you want to fly if there's planes around that? Uh, so <laughs> I, uh, you know, it's like, you could take a train or a wagon, but like, if there's a better way to get there, yeah, then, yeah, yeah. uh, but, uh, <laughs> No, but I think I, I think the biggest thing that I've realized to date is that, you know, going back to the sort of the happy wife concept is that I think a lot of people like they get into relationships to try to fill a void that they have and they're looking Absolutely. for somebody to make them happy. And I think it's wrong. Like I, I really I think that first and foremost, like you have to be happy and comfortable with yourself and be self-aware. And, you know, nobody's perfect. We all are messed up in a variety of ways. But but I think once you actually know yourself and, you know, so like I'm happy, like I, I, I'm in a good place, yeah. uh, you know, going through a tough time. But uh, but I feel like because I am not necessarily looking for somebody to make me happy, um, I'm looking for somebody else, like you're saying, that, you know, is self-aware and that knows themselves. And it doesn't mean like, you know, there's lots of self-aware people and I'm like, yeah, we'll just never vibe. Sure. And, you know, they're too self-aware. And, yeah. they, you know, so uh, but uh, but no, but it, it's. What I'm looking for right now is, I mean, obviously a little bit of fun, yeah, uh, and not really much serious at the moment, uh, just because you know I, I mean, I can't really handle that emotionally. Sure. Uh, but I, what I'm, what I'm looking for really is like is good connections with people. Yeah. And and to be honest, it's not even sexual in that sense. I mean, you know, yeah, there's part of that, but. Uh, but the people that I've been like vibing with are like much more of people that, yeah, I just, I enjoy being around that are amplifiers that, you know, the, whatever the, you know, uh, that sort of the pheromone type thing or, you know, that, like that connection, like when I see that, like I kind of go right into it. And, uh, and it, it also relates to my friendships. Like I, I was always a very kind of reserved person and I always had like friends and whatnot, but I never really opened up to anybody. Mm-hmm. And what I found is like the more that I actually opened up and was, you know, honest to myself and honest to the people around me, like it was amazing. Like, I mean, uh, like people that I'd known for 20 years, like I became amazingly good friends with yeah, and others. I'm just I can't talk to you anymore. Like I just, sure. uh, you know, but it which is OK. Yeah. Uh, and uh, so uh, so but I think that, uh, you know, sort of understanding yourself and then. Um, meeting those people is, uh, you know, it, it kind of just works. Like I'm, I'm a believer in like the universe is kind of providing. And I think the harder you look for something, the harder, it, like you're going to either pretend like you found something right. because you're really looking hard for it. Yeah. You want um, it so bad. Yeah. Or, or you're just going to be frustrated. And, 
So, but what I found like in my very limited, uh, you know, new online or not online, but in my new sort of dating status is that, I mean, online has been a disaster, like in, in a funny what, way. What is and, like the disaster, well, not, well, not disaster. about it? I, I mean, I'm, yes, we, we both I agree. Agree. Well, it is horrific. I've had the fact that I met you after my second hinge <laughs> date is one example of it. But again, it's a funny story. Came back for a drink because the date was because I needed something. So bad. Uh, not you necessarily, but I needed. I you know I felt like we, no. we could have a you know, connection. <laughs> yeah. uh, no, but it, it's but what I've realized is like so, and I've met a couple other other women girls, uh, but I've met them in a more natural way of just you know at the bar or uh you know different places like I met somebody last night um a lot of fun like we had a great time and uh and but what I realized is like for me I don't really have like a problem talking or meeting people and I can see why like if, if somebody's a little socially awkward like online dating is like it's a great start because they're they're never going to go and like talk to somebody at a bar or uh you know concert or something sure it's um, more permissive to people of all yeah i mean unless you're types. like jogging you know you do like the whole jog wave yeah and, uh, yeah, yeah. yeah so yeah. <laughs> uh but uh no but the, the people that i really connected with are the ones that like i can see face to face and like we just you know there's there's something there that i see um how and, long uh, have yeah. you been divorced uh, so about four months now. Yeah. So separated. We're still in the middle of it. So, we're, oh, okay. yeah. um, so pretty is new. There, uh, is there, yeah. so coming out of my relationship, like I, it was a pretty traumatic end. Like it was, it, it, it didn't end in, in a, the most amicable way, yeah. um, for me. And so like, I felt really rocked sort of emotionally and mentally and all around, but it sounds like you came out sort of. Although it's difficult ending something, obviously, that was near and dear to you for so long, like sort of built up and full, like your cup was full for yourself because you had like established like a new sense of self um, and confidence. But is there fear coming? I had so much fear going back into the dating pool of like, oh, maybe I'm not pretty enough or good enough. Or like, I think I had a lot of insecurity of like, oh, maybe this was the only person for me and now they're gone. And I like, um, maybe I'm never going to be attracted to somebody again. Or maybe like, like did it's any of those. It's a little dire. I, I it's think you're dire. Gonna... I'm a dramatic human being. And I mean, I you've got totally like another year left that. until it's kind of over. But yeah, yeah no. thank you so much. <laughs> so the clock um, is ticking. No. Yes, no, I'm, I... <laughs> I have more than a year till I'm 30, if that's okay. what you're implying. No, no. Um, <laughs> I, I, I think it's all a state of mind. I mean, I, well, like the other thing too that I think, which I, I came to realize is that it's, it's also like the added pressure that like you have like a soulmate in the world and that there's only one person, right? Sure. You're saying yeah. you're like, maybe this is the only person. Truth is, is like, no. And, and Absolutely, I, I agree yeah. with you, yeah. And, and I think like in any relationship, like I think there's so much pressure that gets put on that concept of a soulmate because, I mean, your soulmate is like, they have to do everything. Like, you know, they have to make you laugh. They have to, right. you know, make you love, you know, like be there when you cry, whatever it is. And what I've come to realize is that like I, I like the concept of soulmates, but like I think you can have multiple soulmates, and like and I have like friends that fill me up in very specific ways that I would never ask anybody else to do. I mean, you know, and they just crack me up, and I crack them, like whatever sure. it is. And but it's like you know, it's one of those like it takes a village kind of things of yeah. you know uh, of of just sort of having those connections, and um, and so I'm when I'm looking back at like I'm not like I don't I'm not waiting to meet my next soulmate. Sure. Um, and but, you know, obviously, like when when I do meet whatever that person is and, um, you know, wherever that's going to be, like 
I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm not going into it being like, yeah, this has to be my everything. And I'm going to, I'm going to do things a lot differently in terms of like, yeah, I'm not shutting out the other people in my life that were filling me up because there's an insecurity by her or, you know, anything else. I see that. Yeah. 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 I guess what I'm asking is like, I think my brain played tricks on me because of having been with somebody for a longer period than I had ever been with somebody and to be off the market and to enter back into a state of, I felt vulnerable because I had been out of it for so long and like, you still had phones though when you were dating before yeah, and totally. after. No, it's exactly. a little different for me. But yeah. that's what I mean yeah. is like you're in a whole different landscape, right? Like yeah. and and not that it should be this scary place at all. I think I'm just curious. It's definitely bananas. It, it's you know, yeah. but I don't I don't look at it as scary. I mean yeah. I can see how it is. Uh is it exciting? It's more exciting to you then or yeah, just like it's totally exciting. Yeah. And I'm also I'm not going in like because I'm I'm not like walking in with preconceived notions. Sure. Of, because I have some friends, frankly, like they got out of, you know, bad marriages and then they immediately got right back into another relationship. And I mean, I like some of the, the, the women that they're with and, you know, but like I, I'm not necessarily and I, I really enjoyed being married, but I don't I'm not like rushing to get right back into that kind of long term relationship because I feel like I need that. Yeah. Um, if and when, like, if almost like I almost don't even want to really meet anybody all that good right now, sure. which sounds, you know, a little self whatever. No, uh, that but makes total sense. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I mean, I'm kind of like warding off of American girls for a little while. So I uh, <laughs> totally. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not totally like, you know, like exited off, but like, yeah, for now. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm exploring other continents. So <laughs> to get a little dicier, if, if we yeah. can. Ooh, let's so, bring it on. well, should so we go I'm, to steamy voices? Or yeah. We, yes. Okay. Please. Yes, let's bring it down to this level here. Right. Um, but I do wonder like, being with somebody for 20 years uh like in my perfect conception of a marriage you're with a partner who is like willing to explore in all aspects and like like it's an exploration between the two of you like sexually and emotionally and mentally and then like in terms of bringing children into the world like it's a growing thing right yeah uh and so I wonder like a part of that, everybody has fantasies of like the grass is greener on the other side. So I'm curious, like what are there any specific fantasies that you had that now you're like, oh, well, I'm single so I can do them like um, this is about to get saucy. Yeah. I mean, I'm curious about it because like, <laughs> yeah, so I I was like a like very. What's the age this range on this uh, podcast? Yeah. Adult. Yeah. <laughs> we, we label it as explicit. Yeah, so. we do. Oh, okay, all right. So in I that mean, case, well, I'm just curious because <laughs> let like, me start with one thing. Now. <laughs> well, so like I was in a relationship, and I think I was very sort of closed off to other possibilities. So I didn't really have fantasies while I was with him necessarily. It was more emotional support that I was fantasizing about, which yeah. sounds kind of sad. So sexy. So funny. so yeah. sexy. But um, coming out of it, I was like, oh. Um, like now I'm like, oh, it would be interesting to try a threesome or like what is dominatrix? Like we we've we've talked to some other what people. Is dominatrix. What is dominatrix or like BDSM or something like that. And like in my relationship, I wasn't able to explore those things. Maybe we were, but I was super close to it. And I yeah. think he was, too. So like I'm curious, like it's propositioning to... me right now. What's going no. on? Like, <laughs> no, I don't really know you too no, well. No, but I'm curious. Like <laughs> are, the, um, after dark, are yes. these like. Are, were there fantasies that you were because like it's one thing to be a fantasy and then it's another thing to come out and be and and to have it 
potentially be an option, right? Yeah. Like that feels scary. Like now I have all these options and I'm sort of like dipping my toe in them and that's what this podcast is sort of about. But like Is that a, is that a fetish like dipping toes in things? Is that a, <laughs> Oh, I'm there sure are a lot of fetishes. I mean, we've guest on yet, but I'm no. sure there are. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's not my fetish. There's I do like fetish, dipping though. my toe in the pool, but Yeah, well there you go. But I am just curious uh, like yeah. are there things like that that exist for you is there like intrigue around it do you want to actually like follow through yeah i mean i uh i'd have to think about like specifically like what those are but Uh yeah like definitely like fantasies that you know i think will just be fun and like for me personally like i'm i'm up for exploration Mm -hmm. and uh like the the unknown is actually like kind of exciting for me like some people it, it gives them anxiety and it's like they have to know and i'm just not built that way yeah and so yeah so like the unknown of, you know, again, like I met somebody cool last night. Like I had no plan or intention of that. And like, and yeah, it was good and cool. And yeah, we'll see what happens. But, uh, but, but yeah, I mean, I think exploring those fantasies, like with a partner, like whether it's, you know, a, a wife or anything else, like, yeah, I mean, I th- you have to be willing to do that. And I think the other important part is like, you got to be able to communicate because, which is just a big thing. Yeah, and yeah. and it's not like, you know, it's usually like the guy doesn't share his emotional feelings or whatever, but like the two people just have to be able to talk and you don't, again, you don't have to agree on everything, but like if you can't talk about it, then you're already have like that pent up frustration of like some fantasy that you might have that they don't. Right. Um, and was that yeah. communication a thing in your marriage? Yeah, I think it became an issue. Oh, okay. Um, and it wasn't necessarily just like, you know, fantasies and that sure, kind sure. of thing, but yeah, but like if you're not comfortable talking to somebody about what you like or don't like or, you know, anything else, like that's not sort of a good basis for, sure. for things. Um, and I think and that's yeah. a, like we've we've talked about that, like that's also a confidence, a self-confidence thing of being able to share, you yeah. know, preferences and, and what have you and like things. I, f- I feel like it is, it's almost like scarier to share with a partner you've been with a long time, potentially that you want to try something different. Like, or, or like, I, I don't know, yeah, but no, I imagine right. because you've been doing something for like the same way for, you know, however long. And then to introduce something new, is like almost might feel like a slap of like, Oh, well that wasn't good enough or, yeah. you know, whatever. Yeah. If you only have like pizza a certain way for right. like 10, 15 years and you're like, Hey, how about some sausage? Let's then they're like, wait, what? pineapple on here. Yeah. <laughs> then, well then it's like the way, why do you want that? Like what is yeah. like, do, is that, is that something you've had already? Is it, you know? Uh, but, uh, no, I, I think it's like, you have to, I, I don't know. Like I, I think when you stop exploring and when you stop kind of challenging yourself or your partner in like a positive way, is when it starts to just get stale. Mm-hmm. And and some people, I mean, I don't know, like some people like the sort of the creature comforts of just, yeah, they know what to expect and that's a good thing and they don't want to be surprised. Uh, but for me, like I'm, I'm willing to be surprised um, and to, you know, sort of find something new. Like, and I, you know, even like just down to like restaurant, like I can't go to the same restaurant all the time. Even, and there's sure. a lot of places I like, but <laughs> I need, I need a little bit of variety. So uh, and I think you have to have that in a relationship. And I mean, kind of going away from the, you know, the, the saucy talk for a second, I think it's important in any relationship that it's not just the relationship. Like you have to have other things, right? Like you got to have your work, you got to have your friends, your, whatever the outlet is. The balance. Fantasy. Yeah. And like, cause you know, fantasy football, I was saying, or, you know, but, uh, no, but because I think it, too much pressure gets put on, like when that one person has to provide you all of your happiness and everything else, like. 
it's tough. I mean, uh, you know, and, and I know some people that they do have those kinds of relationships and like, yeah, like that's their everything and, you know, they're ride or die for that. But, um, but I think for a relationship to really work, like, yeah, like, you know, your friends, like, you know, go take girls trips, go take guys trips, like play golf, do whatever you're going to do mm-hmm. and, uh, and be confident enough that like, yeah, like, okay, I know that this person's with me and I'm not insecure and I, you know, in, in thinking that, okay, when they take a trip to Vegas, like, you know, who knows what's going to happen. I mean, it's Back Vegas. to the saucy talk. <laughs> I yeah. was just there and yeah. <laughs> say a lot of mm. things happen with them. There we go. <laughs> Married men are, are all over that place. Yeah. Um, so, uh, no, but I, uh, I don't know. Uh, I'll come back to you on, on our, on our next edition of, you know, <laughs> fantasies fulfilled, fantasy still okay. desired. Yeah. It would yeah. be cool to check in with you in like, you know, a couple more months. Yeah, yeah. that's true. I'm going to have a lot more back. funny stories for you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'm going to protect the names of the guilty, so I won't say anything. That's always nice. Yeah. Um, amazing. Well, thank you so much for being here, Dave. We had thank such a good time talking me. to you. Yeah, we'll check in and see where you're at. Best of luck with all that. Yeah. yeah. Well, thank we're, all, you. we're all trying, so. Yeah. Know. We're all pulling for you. <laughs> I appreciate it. Thank you, guys. Yay. All right. Wasn't that juicy? <laughs> was it? <laughs> I feel like that should be a drop that we should just start throwing in after anything. It was like a ripe green Ooh, apple you just juicy? bite into. Uh, well, we hope you enjoyed it. Please follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Finding My Yum Podcast. Send us a message, comment. Um, Send us an email at findingmyyum at gmail.com. The one that we I don't, still don't we think we've checked. Check but. religiously. Uh, uh, we are looking for new guests mm-hmm. all the time. Um, yeah, there's so many different perspectives out there. So throw them at us. All of them. All of them. And uh, reviews, subscribe. Yes, please. And then uh, the next time that we record this. I will officially be 29. Is it true? It will be crazy. I thought your birthday was on Thursday. It's on Monday. Oh, okay. So, yeah. April 1st. I'm an April Fool's baby. All right. Cool. Yeah. Well, happy birthday. Thanks. (laughs) Bye. Bye.